Lakshmi Shinoi is the CEO of Embark Collective. They are Florida's fastest growing startup hub. Prior to that, she was the VP of Strategy and Business Development at 1871, the number one private community of tech founders, leaders, innovators, VCs, mentors, and more. Welcome, Lakshmi. Thanks so much for having me, George. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, uh, because I build a uh, uh, essentially, I'm building a startup for startups. My my personal life will be brief because I have spend a lot of time <laughs> on my professional life, like any entrepreneur. Um, but I am very lucky at outside of my my life at Embark Collective uh, to have a wonderful husband, a, a nine almost ten month old baby girl, and then uh, two cats that keep all of us in line. Uh, so. Our, our house gets festive, but um, that's important to keep me somewhat balanced in the crazy universe of startups that I live in. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. All right, so how did you how did you find your way to uh, to to Florida from Chicago and and I guess from from Massachusetts? Yeah, so so I'm a Chicagoan, and uh, uh, so Chicago is home, will always be home. And um, I I had the opportunity to to start my career in Chicago, but then I, I ended up going to business school um, in Massachusetts, and then going to New York post uh, post graduate school, and um, and then got the opportunity to come back home. So that's that's what I did about um, uh, about about 15 years ago. I I, I was was back in Chicago. And uh, about 10 years ago, I had this amazing opportunity when I was quite frankly, burnt out of the the corporate world um, and and questioning the impact that I was able to make on a day-to-day basis. I um, took it upon myself to find something that felt a little bit more like it fueled my soul. And I realized that what I did in my free time while I was working in my corporate life was um, supporting startups. And I tried to build my own startup. I also had had a really successful um, blog that had gone on um, earlier on. And um, I just really was motivated by figuring out how to help people grow something from scratch. And there's this wonderful organization in Chicago called 1871 that's named for the the year of the Chicago fire and um, had this uh, opportunity to join the team then. And that was a great deep dive into what it means to support growth and support early stage tech and tech-enabled startups. Fast forward to um, a, a about 2016-2017, um, in Chicago, I had the opportunity to meet a gentleman named Jeff Vinnick. Jeff Vinnick has a, a, an incredible um, just sort of track record in the finance world, but had also purchased the Tampa Bay Lightning, the, the NHL team for, for uh, Tampa Bay. And um, it was, was in this process of really thinking about Tampa Bay in a new way where it was before um, sort of an overlooked place. And he just saw an incredible amount of potential in the the area and um, decided that he was going to invest in in the in in building more in the area and um, started on an endeavor called Water Street Tampa, which was the um, going to be the first well and and lead certified district in the world. And um, 
you build a great place, you need to build a place where you have great people. And that's where startups come in because startups are the source of net new job creation in the country. It, you, you attract um, really smart, creative problem solvers when you are supporting startups. So that's the inherent nature of the entrepreneur. And so he said, I want to figure out a way to attract startups to Tampa Bay. And um, as he was going around the country, he stopped in Chicago and that's where we met. And it was unbeknownst to either of us that at the time of meeting, we would eventually work together um, and and he would recruit me down to Tampa. But in 2018, I took a leap, um, not knowing anyone here, um, no connections. I'm, I'm one of the few that does not have a retired family member uh, <laughs> in Florida. And um, I decided that I would take the leap to, on this opportunity to build a startup hub. And so the only thing that was sort of mandated for me was build a hub that will attract, retain, and develop great startup talent. And then that was the start of the journey back in 2018. Go build hub. That's exactly simple, and, and you, it, Well, that's the thing. I, you know, if you think <laughs> about it now, you're, you, you think like, okay, yeah, we did it, but you don't respect the fact that boy was like, I must've been a, like a little bit delusional in that I was just like, yeah, uh, I could build an organization from scratch to serve an entire community, including a 32,000 square foot building um, on top of it. It's not just building an organization. Um, and uh, luckily, my maybe it was naivete, whatever it is, um, allowed me to say yes and just figure out a way to make it happen. Is a little bit of naivete required, do you think? Is it essential? If you know too much, then you know all the reasons to say no. So I think it, it probably is essential. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. So so I, I think it's cool. And I think that a lot of people think entrepreneurship is 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 pretty cool. And the reality is that when the rubber meets the road, it's 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 pretty tough. So how do you think about balance those two things of getting people in here? It's so awesome, it's exciting versus and it's really, really hard. Well, I think the really, really hard piece is what motivates me. Um, one thing I left out of my uh, sharing about my personal life is that my husband is a tech entrepreneur. So, you know, I, I, I will spend my days working with startups and then I go home to, you know, just the practicalities of life. That is the one of, aside from my daughter, that's the other most important startup in my life. Um, and so I get to, you know, when, when your spouse is in this universe, you see the ups and downs at a, a very acute level there's no there's no walls there's no guard up the way that you could with um somebody who's a bit of a stranger and i think that the key that i've always been really um drawn to is that the fact that entrepreneurship is hard entrepreneurship is also lonely and that's why community is required that's why it's 
critical that we assemble other people who are taking this big leap and allowing you to not feel like you're the only one doing it. When you've got family members and um, friends who are saying like, why are you doing this? You could be making like a real salary somewhere else. You could have, um, you wouldn't have to be asking me for uh, a loan in these early days of building my company or an investment, these early days of building your company. If you did something that was a little bit more stable, but you know, the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you're so attracted to the problem that you're solving, that you're you're obsessed with it and you can't think of doing anything else. And you want to make an impact that's much bigger than yourself. And so you set on set forth on this path that is incredibly hard to do. And most people don't survive or don't don't their their ventures don't survive as they are um uh, pursuing pursuing the the building of it all, um, and so with Embark Collective, by assembling community, by assembling the best in class resources that it's available, we're hoping that we can make the startup journey a little bit more viable, a little bit more survivable, a little bit more enjoyable. Acknowledging that everything that you see sort of glamorized about startups um, is is not really the the reality of what it means to build a company from scratch. Yeah. Chicken or the egg, you're building something from scratch and to attract companies to what you just talked about, having community, having resources, having having um, investors. So there, 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 there's money. How, 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 how do you view that relationship? Do you want to have the chicken and the egg come together first? Do we need to have the money in place and the building first? It's a great question. I mean, I think it's in, in all in the perfect world, you would have like, let me get everything set up and ready to go and then welcome everyone. Come on in. That's just not that's not real. And so I don't even think about chicken or the egg. I sort of just think about everything living concurrently together. Um, and so you take the assets that you have and you make it work like any good entrepreneur. You you take what you have, um, you test it out. Like even when we started, so when we started, um, shockingly, construction took longer than we had planned, and uh, and so uh, and I was too impatient, you know, to say, okay, we're gonna wait until construction's done to get going. So we started without a space, without it, and that was a big part. The space, especially because it's tangible for our community, they really needed to latch on to the space to say, um, like, that that is what you are. And in fact, that isn't what we are. And so by starting ahead of time, or, or maybe on time, but just without one key asset, what it allowed us to do is when we started to work virtually with startups for nine months before the space opened, it allowed us to really perfect our programming and our coaching. That's what Embark Collective is truly known for. Um, and it really allowed us to isolate the two variables that we thought were going to be the, our big differentiators. It also allowed the, the rest of the community to see, oh, this is more than a physical place. This has the resources that they are focused in on are are really in a in a different uh quality level than what we've seen before and so um 
that's been, that was, it was a blessing in disguise. Like if, if I were going to, if you looked at my plan, it said, you know, space, and then we sort of launch everything. It didn't work out that way. And so chicken and the egg is sort of like, well, whichever I can get, I'll take, um, and I'll, I'll make it work from there. You got to take the ingredients that you have. I, I don't know why I'm trying to make all these metaphors. Locks me in. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how how long has it been since you hung your virtual and now physical shingle? So our virtual shingle, um, and and this is an interesting story. So um, we we started working with um, our original set of twenty five startups, many of which are still a part of Embark Collective today. Uh, back in March of twenty nineteen, uh, the building itself opened in January of twenty twenty, um, and so this is one of those things where it reminds you that uh, you know life is not uh, linear and life is not perfect. So we opened our building in January of 2020. Obviously, the pandemic hits in March. So we had this unfair advantage because while everybody else is sort of scrambling to figure out, you know, what does this new world look like? I had the uh, the weird opportunity to be able to say, hey, guys, um, you all were with us before we had a space. We're going to go back to that you know, you you all remember the time. We didn't know anything at that time, but so we were making the best decisions we could. So we said, we're going to go back to that. Whatever we had three months ago, we're going back to that. You all know what it looks like. And we were able to flip the switch turnkey back to virtual because we started in that way. And you could never have pictured or planned for uh, that outcome to, to happen. Um, but it was a really fascinating moment that reminded me that it just, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you plan. It really just matters. Like, how do you move, figure out a way forward? Because everything else is going to, things are going to go well, things are going to not go well. Uh, but, but ultimately, hopefully, even when the things don't go to plan, they can work out in your favor. And that's what happened to us. Super interesting. In their garage, Building opens, COVID hits, back to the garages. That's where most good businesses started anyway. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. All right. So March of 19, and now here we are in August of 23. Have you done a good job, Lakshmi? I think so. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways. So support, support startup support is such an interesting world. Um, yeah, there's there's metrics that um, many organizations will claim that I am less into. Um, I, I, you know, maybe it's because I get to watch working with startups so closely um, and it is such an intense experience and one filled with sacrifice on behalf of the entrepreneur that I am always very reticent to claim any success from that a startup deserves. So things like uh, you know, how much capital a startup has raised. I won't, Embark Collective can't claim that as ours. We might have helped them along the way, but it's not our capital to claim as a win. Things that I do claim as, as a win are, are the ways that we are serving startups um, and, and sort of the, the aggregate impact. Uh, so we now, we're now serving 125 companies all together every single day. People are like, in, and how many cohorts? I'm like, no. 
on a given day, this the, today is a Monday. Today, I, we are serving 125 companies all at the same time. And we do that with this intensive coaching program that we have built from scratch, where we've recruited these startup, experienced startup operators to be on our team to work one-on-one with the startups we work with. Last year, they delivered 1,700 hours of individualized coaching. Um, and these are all paid members of our staff. So we don't have any volunteer mentors that are a part of what we do. Um, Um, And then we look at how the startups are rating what we do. And so they rate our programming at a a nearly perfect score. Um, And we have this absurd NPS score as well, net promoter score. Some people debate the quality of that metric. But, you know, if if we take it for what it's worth, that means that people that we serve like us, that's ultimately, you know, and find value in being a part of our community. And that's ultimately what I care about. Um, We got to global recognition last year or this year, actually, um, by UBI, which is a Swedish benchmarking study. And they named Embark Collective a top program in North America. One of it was very few um, programs that they put on that list. Um, And that was nice to have that external seal of approval uh, to be able to, you know, to to continue to motivate the, the, the work that this team does every single day. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. Do you find are, are there certain sources of of entrepreneurs that that you've found to be effective? Is it students? Is it career changers? It's a great question. I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's necessarily like the experience profile. Yes, sometimes it is really compelling when you've been in industry for 15 years and you see a problem and it makes you perhaps more credible when you're going out to solve it. Um, however, I think it's really coming down to mindset and what we are looking for when we are uh, there's an application process to get into Embark Collective. And so when people are applying, we're 90 percent of the time looking just at the mindset of the individual applying. Do they have the grit? Do they have the focus? Do they have the drive? Do they have the urgency to be able to withstand the ups and downs of entrepreneurship? Uh, Nothing is handed to you when you are building something from scratch. And you're going to hear a lot of no's and a lot of reasons why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Uh, Are you able to both be resilient through that process, as well as creative about paths forward uh, in order to make the the core of why you built this company in the first place succeed um, and it might the solution itself might look very different as you're you're listening to customers or prospective customers and really getting a hold of the the need that you are solving for but um you know if you can stay true to the why and and withstand all of those ups and downs um and and have that drive that you are the one that's going to make it happen for your for your company. Um, those are the those are the founders I bet on any day. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. How how do you try on the selection end as people are applying? I'm sure you get lots of applications that are coming in, and you want yep. to try and figure out: is this person really wired this way, or are they just telling me what they think I want to hear? 
Um, so in our application process, we have essentially the last interview is a almost like a mock coaching session. Um, so like I told you before, coaching is the so the core of our our support. And what we want to do is understand, um, you know, coaching is not. Uh, just to be clear, coaching is very Socratic. We ask a lot of questions. We try to help um, entrepreneurs figure out the answers for themselves rather than tell them, you know, when in my day, this is what we did. Um, and so we go through a mock coaching session as the third interview. And you can tell a lot when you are poking holes and asking questions because there's a, there's a, um, because you're watching people think in real time. And so you're watching them sort of process like, huh, that is an interesting angle that I didn't think about. And that doesn't, that's not a knock on them. That if anything, that's a good thing for them to be self-aware enough to realize like there's more information in the early stage of company building to always be gathering that can really impact um, the trajectory of your company, if you're willing to listen to it. And you oftentimes will meet companies that are like so defensive about like, no, 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 we can't do it like that. And this is, you know, it's just, it can't be done like that. And it, and it's not to say that they're wrong, but it's really about, you know, what, what, um, how are they willing to let their guard down in a coaching session to be able to take some time to reflect on on the business? You spend so much time in the business. Are they willing to take 30 minutes, an hour to work on the business in order to ensure the business thrives? And in that coaching session, you can really discern that not just through the words they're saying, but just by watching them process information and, and think through challenges with you. I appreciate that. Love it. Well, Lakshmi, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and engage and where can they learn more about Embark Collective? So Embark Collective, you can find us um, on, on at www.embarkcollective.com. It's E-M-B-A-R-C-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. Um, and we're also on social. So find us on Instagram and Twitter, X, whatever it's called, and LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and uh, if you're if you happen to be in on the West Coast of Florida, we're getting we're almost to the season where many people wherever you are in the country want to be on the west coast of florida so as you are looking into your november through april plans um we hope that it brings you down to florida and if so uh shoot us a note at hello at embarkcollective.com and we'd love to love to meet you for investors we'd love to connect you with the companies that we serve um and if you're a company here and you're looking at building any sort of community in florida um this could be a great place for you. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Lakshmi your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to embarkcollective.com, E-M-B-A-R-C, collective.com, and check out everything that they are working on. If you're an investor or a somebody with an idea for a business or somebody getting started in business, it could be a great opportunity for you. And shoot them an email at, at hello at embarkcollective.com and find them on the social media, which I will link in the notes. Thanks again, Lakshmi. Thank you. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>